Moses led God's children out to find the promised land. And on the way he stopped each day and looked to heaven and asked God for help as he could not withstand the task alone. And then one day he looked away, thereby lay a stone. God said, write upon the stone these words I say to you. And if you all obey my rules, I'll see you safely through. God opened heaven's doors and then he guided Moses' hand. And he said, go and tell... Hey everybody, Pastor Bader here. Thanks for tuning in to our next catechism video. I know it's been a while since we've made these, but thankfully a couple persistent people kept on encouraging me to start them up again. And so here we go. One major change, though, that I am going to be implementing to the best of my ability, and that is I really want to keep these videos to five minutes or less. I think our first couple videos were like 20, 25 minutes. I know that's a long time. Some of you really enjoy them. You want me to cover everything. I understand that. I appreciate that. But I really want to make these videos accessible to as many people as possible, and I think it's probably more likely for someone to watch a five-minute video than a 25-minute video. So, if you have a question, or you want me to expand on something or clarify something, just comment below the video, and I'll get to all of your questions and comments as I am able to do so. So, I'm going to put a timer here, do my best, five minutes, here we go. The third commandment. When it comes to the third commandment, there are basically two extremes that a lot of people uh, tend to kind of gravitate toward that we want to avoid. The first extreme, when it comes to the third commandment, says this. That really, it no longer applies to us because the third commandment was, uh, or the Sabbath day, was part of God's Old Testament ceremonial law. Dietary restrictions, uh, religious festivals, and we don't observe any of those things anymore, so we don't have to observe this. So we really just throw the third commandment out. But the problem is, the commandments are part of God's moral law, and we really shouldn't start throwing those things out unless we want to start throwing all the rest of them out. You shall not murder, you shall not steal. We want to keep those, we got to keep God's moral law together. So in some way, shape, or form, we want to hold on to this commandment. The other extreme says, well, no, we actually keep the third commandment exactly the same way God's Old Testament people did. The only thing that's changed is we moved it from Saturday to Sunday. So the Sabbath, the New Testament Sabbath is Sunday, which means you can't work on Sunday. You can't mow your lawn or clean your house or you're sinning. You have to take this mandated day of rest. Both of those extremes are wrong because this commandment is not about a day, nor is it about avoiding manual labor. So we're not throwing the commandment out, and the New Testament Sabbath day is not Sunday. Basically, this commandment is one of those that the letter of the law was so grossly abused and misapplied throughout its history that even already at the time of Jesus, the spirit of the third commandment had almost all been lost. Jesus references this when he talks about the Pharisees, for example, and he says, you guys think you're keeping the Ten Commandments so long as you don't take more than a certain amount of steps. So what is the spirit of the Third Commandment then? Well, remember that with each commandment, God is protecting something that's valuable to him. And if it's valuable to God, then it ought to be valuable to us. In the First Commandment, God is protecting his glory. The Second Commandment, his name. In the Third Commandment, we say that God is protecting his word. But how do we arrive at that since God's word is not really specifically mentioned in the third commandment, just the Sabbath day is? Well, if you look at the two places that the third, the, not just the third commandment, but really all the commandments are mentioned in the Bible, Exodus chapter 20 and Deuteronomy chapter 5, you'll see that when God says, remember the Sabbath day, he points back to some event in history. 
as sort of his basis for that remembering the Sabbath day and keeping it holy. In Exodus chapter 20, it was creation. God said, I rested at the end of, of my work of creation, and so you will rest as well. In Numbers uh, or Deuteronomy chapter 5, God says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, because I want you to remember that I delivered you from slavery in Egypt. You see, the third commandment was always more about remembering what God has done for his people than it was ever about God's people doing something for him, like resting or not working. And how do we remember what God has done for us? How do we recall the events? Where do we look, at, uh, look to to find the records or accounts of God's gracious and mighty deeds? We go to his word. With this commandment, God is driving us back to his word, reminding us of his deliverance, reiterating to us his promises. This not only explains how we remember the Sabbath day, but also how we keep it holy. What is it that makes something holy? What is it that sets something apart? It's the word of God. It's God declaring something to be holy that makes the thing holy. You add the word of God, his declaration, his promise to something, and that thing is now set apart. It is sanctified. It is holy. You add the word to water, you have holy baptism. You add the word to bread and wine, you have holy communion. By the word of God, you are set apart from your sin, declared forgiven in holy absolution, made holy in the sight of God. And when you add the word to a day, you set apart that day. You sanctify that day. So this commandment isn't about a specific day of the week, Saturday versus Sunday. Any day can be sanctified, made holy through the reading and studying of or the listening to God's word. St. Paul kind of references this in Romans chapter 14. He says, one man considers one day more holy than another, while another man really considers every day the same. It's not about a specific day, but about the word that sanctifies. Then what do we do with this word Sabbath, right? This day that means rest. Well, what rest does God ultimately want to give his people? Yes, God said, I want you to take a day to rest from your work, from your labors. But that physical rest was really just a parable. It was earthly rest that meant to point ahead to a greater, a spiritual, even an eternal rest that was to come given to us in Jesus Christ. Greater than creation, greater than the deliverance from Egyptian slavery, Jesus delivers us from sin and death. And so Jesus can rightly call himself the Lord of the Sabbath. And what he means by that is not that he is the king of kicking up his feet one day a week, but that he's the one who's in charge of and gives people rest. Sabbath the forgiveness of sins. St. Paul says this in Colossians chapter 2. He says, Don't let anybody judge you by what you eat or drink or what religious festival you observe or whether or not you, you observe a Sabbath. But he says all of these were really just shadows pointing ahead to the reality, the real thing, the real rest, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus, the Word made flesh, is the core of this commandment because only in Jesus is the true spiritual eternal rest found. So how do we keep this commandment? Well, I think Luther's explanation um, to this commandment is really just short, sweet, and beautiful. 
He says, we should fear and love God that we, do, that we do not despise preaching and his word, but regard it as holy and gladly hear and learn it. So, attend church. In person, if you can, if not, online, attend a Bible class, in person or online. If you don't belong to a solid Christian church, find one. If you don't have a preacher, a pastor, someone who can give to you the word of God, find one. And this is not a personal plug. <laughs> you, if you need help, you want me to help you find a pastor in your era, area, uh, a good, solid, Christian, confessional, maybe even Lutheran church, let me know. Comment below. I'd be happy to help you find one. But God wants you to have a preacher. He wants to have someone whose job it is to give you the Sabbath rest found in the proclamation of the Word of God to give you Jesus and the forgiveness He won for you on the cross. So how do you keep the commandment, the third commandment? You love the Word. Because through the Word you get Jesus. And with Jesus you receive forgiveness and peace and pardon and life and grace and mercy and you are sanctified. And how do you love the Word? Well, you hear it. You read it, you study it, you have it preached to you, and the Spirit will work in you and accomplish in you what the Word commands. So, keep reading God's Word, and I'll keep trying to keep these videos to five minutes or less. Thanks for joining us this week. Hope to see you next time. These are my commands. Go and climb that mountain, Moses, climb that mountain, now and pray. Climb that mountain, now and tell us what our Lord has had to say. Thou shalt have no God before me is my great command, and thou shalt not make any graven image by thy hand.